The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Chulo. Today is Wednesday, September 3rd, 2014, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome back for a third time in a row to one-on-one with Poppy Chulo, adult industry veteran, hip-hop artist, and one of the most underrated male performers in the porn industry, Justin Long. Welcome back, man. Well, thank you for having me back. Thank you for having me back. You're welcome. Uh, I've been enjoying getting the chance to pick your brain. I, I love that you always speak your mind, and uh, I certainly appreciate that. And we've been going through your fantastic career in the adult industry. We, In part one, we talked about like basically how you got in it, a lot of the stuff that goes on in the scenes. And uh, in part two, we got into some of the serious aspects of the business and we left off uh, in the serious section and so I want to sort of just jump right in and continue that and uh, my question for you is uh, you know a lot of casual porn watchers they may see all of the condomless sex and they don't realize necessarily that the industry is heavily tested I mean nowadays there are performers that are getting tested between you know seven to ten days regardless of the amount of, of the testing and the consistency of it do you ever feel worried about catching a STI or worse on a porn set? Is that something that crosses your mind right before you do a scene? Yeah, of course. And it better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, most people have a chance of dying on their way to work. You know what I mean? We have a chance of dying on our way to work and at work. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it definitely crosses your mind. and You're stupid if if you go to set and it ain't crossing your mind, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely something that, uh, that, that'll rock your boat a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, catching gonorrhea, chlamydia, uh, very common, uh, you know, uh, hepatitis, uh, hopefully not as common and normally not as common at all. Uh, you know, most talent will get, um, you can get, shots and the subsequent booster shots for that'll make you immune to hep a b you know but hep c is the one that you really need to worry about that shit will kill you damn near quicker than hiv uh you know so uh you know you, you got you got to worry about these things you know you got you, you got to seriously worry about these things you know so it's just one of the, it's one of those things and it's one of those risks that uh every star takes you know and unfortunately uh, more so back in the day than now, uh, but even still now and frequently, um, you know, people come in the industry and they have no clue 
what you know uh sort of kind of the game and how people arrive dirty you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh and then you know it, it's learning curve and then you get in and uh you know and you get that learning curve you know what i'm saying um so you know from uh from all those to uh to herpes to syphilis to you name it you know what i'm saying so so um it's just one of those things that you got to you know, if you, I guess if you go into the industry and you think that you're going to come out unscathed after years and years of shooting, then, um, then you're sorely mistaken, sorely mistaken. And, uh, and you're going to be very disappointed when you find out that that is not the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. In your experience, I mean, you've been in the industry for almost two decades. You've done numerous beyond uh, belief scenes you know the amount of scenes that you've done are tremendous you know you the amount of scenes that you've done in in you know the nearly 20 years that you've been in the business have you ever caught an sti when you've done a scene of course okay which ones Uh, of course man chlamydia gonorrhea i've caught them more times than than shit I've caught him more times than a fisherman catches a fish. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the, it's the inevitable, ah, shit, wake up that morning, you know, and you got discharged and you're like, damn it. And freaking uh, off to the doctors to get a shot and a pill and uh, seven days off. You know what I mean? And that's how it, that's how it goes. You know, it's just, uh, it's one, it's one of those damn things, man. It's one of those things. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a work hazard, you know? Absolutely. The issue of condoms, that's been all over the adult industry press. There was, uh, Measure B, which was also known as the County of Los Angeles Safer Sex in the Adult Film Industry Act. That uh, was passed, uh, about a year and a half ago. And some studios have been slowly moving to Las Vegas to film content, as uh, as well as uh, talent management firms. There's also the Assembly Bill 1576, which uh, did not pass, but uh, I'm sure something similar will be brought up, and uh, you know I'm sure they're going to try to pass something similar to to. Uh, what was in that assembly bill so my question for you is uh, what's your opinion on whether condoms should or should not be used in adult productions and what's your opinion on everything that's happened uh, since uh, the first thing that was passed measure b has been in effect like what's your opinion on how the industry has been reacting to that right right well, you know, first I think the AHF should keep their fucking nose out of the industry. Um, they have no place in the industry. Um, it, 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 you know, it started with a vendetta with AIM. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're, from what I understand, funded by Trojan. Um, and, and so, in large part. Uh, and so they've been pushing an agenda as such, you know. Uh, so, so, you know, make no mistake, measure B, um, you know, uh, was all about, um, was all about AHF, you know, uh, uh, running this vendetta aim shutting down was all about AHF, AHF, putting money behind 
legislators to uh, to try to pass these measures. Uh, now they're trying to do the exact same thing in Vegas. Um, so, you know, but, um, you know, I don't know how it's really going to turn out. Um, you know, uh, from what I understand, shooting is not even legal within the city limits of Vegas. Um, prostitution is not legal within the city limits of Vegas, uh, which a lot of people think it is, but it's not. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know how it's necessarily going to turn out. Um, my thoughts, you know, a lot of things have changed. Um, you were talking about testing. Uh, it's not that talent is getting tested because they want to every seven to 10 days. Talent's required to get tested every two weeks now. So it used to be every 30 days. Now it's every two weeks. Um, and so, you know, a lot of things have been changing. The industry has been trying to regulate itself to keep the state from coming in and regulating it. Um, you know, me personally, I have been yelling since, you know, Oh seven that the industry needed to do full panel testing period. You know, um, and the industry hasn't done that and they're not going to do that because the statistics are, is that well over 60% of the industry has, uh, uh, HSV one or two or both. Um, you know, so, so the industry is not going to, to, uh, open itself up like that, you know, because then the state, they get those statistics and, and the industry's got a whole another headache. Um, you know, so, you know, you have this, uh, you have this quasi, uh, you know, association that's sort of kind of pulling the strings in the industry of, uh, you know, agents and, and, um, uh, company owners and, and, um, you know, uh, well-known, you know, adult contract stars, um, you know, that, that, that are sitting here self-appointing themselves and then, <laughs> and then saying that they talk for people like me. <laughs> hey, to tell you, Derek Hayes, D. Hirsch, you know, company owners from Wicked and Vivid and VCA and, digital playground they, they don't say a fucking thing for me you know what i'm saying nor does a stormy daniels who wouldn't fucking work with me because of the color of my skin you know what i mean or any other crazy bitch like that like like shy love you know what i'm saying she was in the association i think she still is you know what i mean how's that bitch gonna talk for me when she won't even fuck niggas <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they all want to go, well, we got to stay together. We got to be, we got to be one. We got to be a family. You know, my favorite question is, so when are you going to start doing interracial? <laughs> you know, so, uh, so, you know, they're, they're, they're calling the shots, you know, and, uh, and, and pretty much everybody's just got to, you know, got to deal with, uh, with what these cats are saying. And, you know, um, it, yeah, I see it sort of kind of like, um, sort of kind of like the American government, your, your voice pretty much matters about as much as, as it does as a, as a regular citizen. And, 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 and when you go voting for a president, does it really matter? 
I doubt it, considering you know, considering that there's the you know the uh, you, considering the way voting is set up and um, uh, you know uh, and just how it goes down. So, so you know, but um, personally, um, <clears throat> I think condoms are fine. Uh, you know, um, I think uh, uh, I think that there, that it wouldn't hurt anything. You know, everybody wants to say, "Oh, the consumer doesn't want to see condoms." Is this shit what the consumer wants to see? You know what I mean? The consumer is going to end up. Um, you know, the consumer is going to end up, and I hate to say that, you know, because I know fans are like, "Well, you're talking about me." Yeah, I understand that, but you're talking about us. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're like, I don't give a shit if that motherfucker catches HIV. I want to see him fuck without a condom. Well, then you bring your ass up here, fuck without a condom, you know, and fucking you risk getting HIV. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a catch-22, you know? Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean... I think condoms are fine. Yeah, I don't see any problems with them. Uh, you know, w- uh, Wicked doesn't see any drop in their um, in their sales, and they're a condom only company. Have been for years. Have been since I think um, since I think the Derrick James incident, when the entire industry went condom. You know what I mean? And uh, and the owner of Wicked just never changed it. He kept his company condom only. From what I understand, they they're condom only. You know, I know when I shot for him, the one and only time that I shot for him, uh, uh, I had I, I was wearing condom. You know, so it is what it is. You know, a lot of talent don't like condom, and um, uh, you know for for a couple reasons. Uh, you know, after that incident, um, Vivid was also condom and they stayed condom for quite a while. And then from what I understand, um, the powers that be in that camp, uh, left it up to the performers. And obviously the guys didn't want to wear the condoms, you know, much, much more difficult to perform with a condom. Um, and the girls... Uh, for the most part, from what I understand, decided that they didn't want to use condoms because basically it was, you know, the guys were having problems keeping wood and the scenes were taking longer, they were more difficult, uh, the condom dries out, the girls get raw, you know, so, you know, shit like that, you know, the logistics of it, you know, and um, so, so, so uh, they ended up uh, uh, going to non-condom, you know, and that was that was quite a few years back, and so <clears throat> that's sort of kind of what I think. I think condoms are okay. I think that um, I think eventually they're probably going to be be mandated, you know what I mean? Um, you know, countrywide, uh, and you know, it's fairly easy to uh, trace that they're doing it because you got to have 2257 on the beginning of every video. So, you know, you got dates and you got times. So, so uh, you know, eventually I think that it's probably going to be uh, a mandatory thing, you know. So, we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes, you know, at the end of the day. You know? Really great answer. 
as always, Justin Long. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mean to beat up Steve Hirsch's ass. He just, he just seems to be a poster child for a lot of this shit. You know what I mean? So as we start moving away from the serious side of questions, I do want to ask: Is there a misconception or myth about porn stars that you would like to dispel? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what what myths are out there. Tell me. <laughs> well, I interview porn stars, so I, I'm sort of mythed out. But I'm sure there are people that believe that all porn stars are sex fiends and they're fucking all the time, or you know, they're all drug addicts, or they're all this, that, or the other, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you know, definitely not all drug addicts. That's for sure. I know, I know quite a few stars that don't even touch drugs. You know, I mean, quite a few stars. Uh, that, that some that have never done a drug in a day in their life. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of stars are actually very fit, very into physical fitness and different activities, and um, and, and so they won't they won't touch drugs, they don't touch alcohol, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, so that that's that's a busted myth. Um, all female porn stars are escorts too. That's a busted myth. Obviously, you know, there's there's a percentage that are, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's not necessarily a small percentage, but there's a big percentage that are, you know, and there's a big percentage that aren't, you know. Um, that all of them are sex scenes, no. And, you know, look at me. I haven't shot scenes in months, and uh, I don't have a girlfriend, and I haven't had sex since I shot a scene. And I'm just fine with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so no, that's 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 not that's not necessarily true either. You know, so um, so you know, they, you know, porn stars are just normal people. They just have a weird job, man. They just have a weird job. Um, you know, uh, and and but outside of work, they're they're normal ass people. They go snowboarding and they go wakeboarding and they like to go camping and they like to do photography and they like to go scuba diving and they like to go hiking and riding their bike and they love animals and and they 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 volunteer for nonprofits and yada 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 and do all sorts of good stuff. You know what I mean? So, you know, what what's the conception of a porn star? You know what I mean? Uh I sat in student government uh, for the college that I was at, you know what I mean? What's the conception of, uh, of, of, of a porn star? You know what I mean? So you can't, you can't take a porn star or the word porn star and put them in this little box. They only do this. No, that's not true. You know what I mean? Uh, they're normal people just like you is except instead of going to a cubicle, I go to a multi-million dollar mansion. I get my dick sucked by an 18 year old girl. You know, that's, that's the only difference. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. There you go, big boy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to talk about your retirement from the adult industry because you announced your one? retirement. <laughs> I know exactly which one. You originally announced your retirement officially back in 2009, actually on my right. original website, poppychulosblog.com, but... 
you did return to do some work shortly after that, and then you've sort of been in and out ever since then. What keeps drawing you back, and what led to that decision to announce your retirement in 2009? Uh, 2009, I was just tired of it. <clears throat> I was tired of discrimination. I was tired of the politics. I was tired of the bullshit. The industry collapsed. Uh, and I was like, you know what, this is as good a time as any. And, uh, so that's when, that's when I retired. Um, I came back in 2000, early 2010, uh, for a quick minute, shot a bunch of shit. And then, uh, and then said I wasn't doing interracial anymore and basically retired again. Um, <clears throat> and that was because primarily because of the discrimination. And, um, you know, I thought I could come back in and play nice. And, and I and I was doing pretty good for a minute. <laughs> I, I was doing pretty good for a minute, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, but you know, uh, all those emotions and feelings sort of kind of came back, and um, and um, I'm like Tupac a lot, you know, my big fucking mouth, and um, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm like you said, I, I give it I give it straight, you know what I mean? Uh, raised by my mother and my sister, I shoot from the hip and uh, and wear my emotions on my sleeve. You know what I mean? So uh, you're always going to know exactly where the fuck I stand. And um, so so I retired then. Um, and really, when I came back, then it was it was fairly financial reasons. It wasn't because I missed the industry. That's for damn sure. Um, you know. And then. Um, I went back uh, last year and early this year and shot a few things, but the industry is just fucked up. And you know, um, you know, they 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 changed testing, jacked up the pricing. Um, you know, uh, um, you know, companies are are far and few between compared to what they were in '09 before the industry collapsed. Like I had said earlier in the interview, uh, most of those companies that went under were, uh, were, you know, smaller companies, which were a lot of interracial companies, you know what I mean? Because they all had their little, you know, their little foothold, you know, but they were smaller companies. They weren't big studios. They weren't, you know, digital playgrounds or, or pink visuals or, you know, devil films or evil angels or stuff like that. You know what I mean? They were smaller companies. But that was, um, you know, when you're a star, you have, uh, you have, you have directors you work with and directors move companies and they'll still hire you, you know, and then you'll end up working for another company, but with the same directors. So, you know, if, uh, if, 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 you know, six or seven companies go under that were putting bread in your pocket, then, you know. And, the, and, and and the directors that were working for those companies are now working for white-on-white -white companies, you know, because that's the only jobs that they can get, um, then they can't take you with you. They can't take you with them, obviously. Um, so if you cut out, you know, five, six, seven of your directors, you know, that were putting money in your pocket, then what really are you making now? You know what I mean? So it's sort of kind of, you know, you got to look at it as in you're your own business and those are accounts. And so now if you lose three quarter of your accounts, 
how are you supposed to stay afloat? You know what I mean? Um, and, and the industry just got, just got, you know, sort of kind of whack, you know? Um, now you got so many girls coming in that, you know, the shelf life of girls is going, you know, even shorter than it used to be, which was already short. You know what I mean? And, um, and they're making a buttload of money when they first come in still, but not obviously, you know, the 20, 25 grand they were making before, you know, if, if the girl was hot, you know, um, you know, but they're still making enough money, you know, they're still doing their old thing, you know, they come in, they're 18, they've never even seen $10,000, much less made $10,000 in a month, you know what I mean? And they sort of kind of go wild, you know, so, uh, so, you know, you got companies that are canceling scenes left and right because girls aren't showing up and this and that and a third and, you know, just, it's, it's all, it's fuckery. You know, for example, I went out to LA, um, a few months ago, I had, uh, like, like $2,800 or something like that booked. Um, I had another, you know, 22 to $2,800 that was supposed to come in and be booked while I was in LA. Uh, I got to LA within the first 48 hours. I had 16 to $1,800 worth of cancellations. <laughs> and wow. none of the other work that was supposed to get booked got booked. You know what I mean? So like, you know, so so am I gonna am I gonna be you know running this gamut to try to make a thousand twelve hundred dollars and risk my life? Fuck uh, no. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, it got so bad. I literally just said, you know what? I don't need to do it no more, man. I don't need to do it no more. And uh, I had been shooting some mainstream film anyway, so. um you know, I've always had really, really good luck in mainstream film. So, uh, so, so I just started shooting mainstream film while I was out in LA. You know, uh, doing doing uh, stand-ins and extra work and uh, and submitting for speaking roles and yada yada yada. So now, when I go out to LA, I just do mainstream TV, motion picture TV, and uh, record my music. You know, no, I'm not even trying to fuck with porn anymore. In fact, you know, I, I uh, you know, the problem, and I guess part of the reason why I was shooting in, in uh, besides financially, in um, uh, late last year, early this year, was because there are directors that had put a lot of money in my pocket in the past, and, uh, and, and I'm a loyal person, you know, so if they call me up and they say, come on, Justin, I really, really need you. You know, all right. <laughs> all right. And I try to look on the good side. All right, I'm gonna go out there and make some money at least, you know. Uh, you know. And uh and that was that was, you know, the other half of the reason besides finances. So uh so you know, but now I'm just like and uh, you know, so I, I've had I've had a few different directors hit me up over the last couple months. Uh one just a couple weeks ago. Uh, for a very well-known interracial site, and, uh, and and I just turned them down. Nah, not really interested, you know. And, and quite honestly, when I went back, um, <clears throat> when I went back this last time a couple months ago, um, you know, it was just it was harder for me. My head wasn't in the game. Your head really has to be in the game to perform. And I wasn't having wood issues, but I was sort of kind of having some pop issues and this and that stuff that could have easily been worked out over five or six scenes. And it was very intermittent, you know, uh, the issues, um, you know, but I, I wasn't having wood issues, anything like that. I had shot some really good scenes for porn.com, 
and um, uh, shot a feature uh, with my friend David Lord and Derek Pierce for um, for Penthouse. Um, you know, with John John and Charlie Mack and Javon Jordan and a few other guys, and and um, you know, but but my head wasn't in the game. Uh, and, and I, I literally just there for the finances. I really didn't want to be there. I really didn't want to be putting myself at risk. I really didn't want to be, you know, traveling and playing this cancellation versus, Oh shit, am I even going to make enough money to pay for this trip? You know, type deal. Yeah. It was just, it was just sort of kind of old. So, um, so I, I, I bowed back out and, and that's where I'm, that's where I'm at right now. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's where I'm going to stay. You know, I, I, I think that I'm just going to, um, if, if, you know, as far as entertainment is concerned, I'll just be doing motion picture and music. Okay. Yeah. You've been in the game for nearly 20 years. What do you attribute your longevity to? Luck. <laughs> okay. Uh, luck. <laughs> no, you know, it's a lot of things. Um, you know, my size. First and foremost, um, you know, you can get away with a lot if you have a big dick. You ain't getting away with so much if you have a small dick. Um, you know, um, I think that I've always been really easy to work with as far as um, female talent concerned, as far as directors are concerned. You know, um, you know, there's very, been very few bumps in the road uh, with either, um, you know. Most of the female talent that I have worked with, uh, we we were, you know, we remained friends. Um, you know, maybe not like we call each other up, you know, at all, or or go out to drink at all. But if we see each other, it's like, hey, how you doing? You know, and um, you know, friends like that, and um, you know, quite a few of my directors I'm still friends with, friends even on Facebook, you know, and and uh, and we talk and stuff, you know, um, <clears throat> so. I think it was, um, I think it was that, um, you know, I, I rarely, if ever had wood issues. Um, so that helped tremendously. Um, you know, normally that's going to be the reason why you're going to get cut. Um, you know, and <clears throat> is because you're having wood issues, you're having pop issues, shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, and that's part of the stress of being a male performer. Uh, you know, uh, you do that a few times, you know, directors have their own website, um, that was created, if I'm not mistaken, by Stoney Curtis. And, um, and it's where directors and companies can post about talent. You know, this talent didn't show up, no called, no showed. Uh, this talent showed up, fucked off on drugs or alcohol, uh, and couldn't even perform. I had to send them home. Um, you know, this guy had wood issues, you know, the last two scenes I shot him and, you know, so, so it, it's sort of kind of, um, a site like that where they can sort of kind of, uh, get a heads up on what's going on with a performer before, uh, before they book them. And, um, and so, so, you know, as a male performer, if you have issues a few times in a row, you're, you're going to have a real time, real hard time booking work. Cause that's just going to get around really quick. You know what I mean? Um, so I think really me was just uh, lack of wood issues. Um, you know, being able to get along with directors. Um, and, um, and I always showed up on time. 
Uh, I could probably count on one hand how many times I've been late for a scene. You know what I mean? Making your call time is extremely important. If they can rely on you to show up at your call time, ready to rock and roll, then you're good. You know what I mean? Then you're going to be good. Uh, and, and, and I never had issues with that. I would show up an hour early. You know what I mean? So that I wasn't, you know, so that I wasn't sitting in traffic, you know, 10 minutes before my call time is, is actually, and uh, I'm sitting on the 101 somewhere in the middle of, of traffic because there's an accident or some stupid shit. You know what I mean? So I think that that was a lot of it. Good answer. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So let's move things over to the romantic side of things. Oh. I know. You've mentioned in the interview, uh, let's say a couple of uh, relationships with uh, female performers in the industry. Uh-huh. So my question for you is, do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the adult industry? And what is easier, dating a fellow performer or dating someone who is not a performer? Uh, dating somebody who is a performer is easier. Um, you know, and I didn't find it hard to be in a relationship while I was in the industry necessarily. Um, you know, relationships are just hard in the first place. Um, and, uh, so, you know, the, the, the work didn't necessarily get in the way. You know what I mean? It was, uh, it was just, um, silly shit that happened outside of work that, that got in the way, you know what I mean? Normal relationship shit. Um, but normally attached to the industry in some way, shape or form, because obviously both of you are in the industry, both of you are, you know, doing red carpets and parties and traveling and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, your life sort of kind of, I mean, you know, porn is sort of kind of a 24 seven thing, especially when you consider, dealing with fans and, and conventions and, you know, shit like that. So, you know, especially when you're, when you're on, you know, as so many male performers are that are going out with female performers, you know, um, you know, a lot of the girls are, are feature dancers and they're constantly traveling and, you know, and yada, yada, yada. So it can be, um, be a little bit interesting, but I wouldn't say that porn, was the reason for the relationship not to work you know what i mean i would just say that it was normal relationship shit and just the people themselves okay yeah so yeah uh-huh yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah have you dated non-porn performers while you've been in the business that's extremely difficult as a guy Okay. That's extremely difficult as a guy because it's pretty hard. You have to have a chick who has got her fucking nuts fucking fastened on pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Um, you know, because how do you tell your girl when she's getting ready to go to work, you know, at fucking Macy's as some retail clerk, you know, that you're going to go do a gangbang with seven girls? You know what I mean? That's a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, even after you get out of the industry, it's a little bit difficult. Um, not necessarily because the girls are like, eh, you're a porn star. It's normally because they're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to fuck him because he's going to be comparing me 
to all the girls that he's had sex with. And then it becomes that whole female uh, looking in the mirror for two hours before they go out, uh, you know, type, type, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, vanity issues, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, so uh, it gets a little bit interesting, you know? And, and that's part of the reason why I probably don't have a girlfriend now, besides the fact that I don't want one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, there you so, go. So, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, there, there's, and that's one of the things that, you know, people have to look at, um, you know, before they go into the industry. There's a lot of things, there's a host of things, a big host of things that uh, people don't really consider before they go into the industry because they really just don't have somebody to guide them or have never been exposed to the reality of it. You know what I mean? As to, uh, you know, they just think, okay, well, okay, I'm thinking about it logical and I have to worry about STDs and I have to worry about STIs and I have to worry about, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> work and afterwards, I have to worry because I can never get this shit off the internet. And that's if they're even smart, you know what I mean? Cause a lot of people don't even think about that. I've actually had a girl call me before that I was friends with in the industry that shot very, very, uh, just really, really short time. And, and she called me up one day, a year or two or whatever, after she got out of the industry and she's all, Hey, if I wanted to get all that stuff removed off the web, how do I do it? Like, like really? Are you, fucking, are you joking me? <laughs> you shoot yourself. <laughs> how you do it because fucking you're fucked. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you don't. <laughs> exactly. You mean I can't, like, pay the companies to remove it? No. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people don't think about these things before they go into the industry. But there's a whole host of things afterward, after a career that um, that you just can't really think about. Even, you know, you can't even really fathom before you come into the industry. Like, um, you know, uh, is it going to restrict you in a career field? You know what I mean? I mean, how many times have we seen on the news where a teacher has been fired because the school or the school district or a parent found out all of a sudden that the girl was even a stripper, much alone a porn star? You know what I mean? Uh, shit like that. You know what I mean? Uh, or, or neither of, but somebody found naked pictures of her on the web because she's a swinger or she was just you know, putting naked selfies up on adult friend finder or some fucking, you know, alt.com or some stupid shit. You know what I mean? Fucking, and all of a sudden they're out of a career. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Gloria Allred's represented a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. It gets that serious. You know? So, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of things, uh, that, that um, are going to be affected in your life after you're in porn, you know? And um, I, I've been writing a book, you know, it's funny. I wrote 95% of it a year and a half ago. 
and then I failed, and then I failed to finish it because I just had too much shit going on. But I have a book that I'm actually going to get published, <clears throat> and it's um, and, and it, it, it it's a guide to becoming a triple X porn star. I'm not triple X porn star because I can't speak on the female side. You know, I'm not female. Um, you know, but uh, it's a guide to becoming a male triple X porn star. And it, and it literally spells out. It goes through the whole deal. You know, from STDs to geography to how you get in to finding an agent to fucking, you know, what what's the protocol on set, offset, how to market yourself, how to build a career, the whole nine, the whole nine. You know, so... So hopefully, sooner than later, that'll, that'll be out. <laughs> One day I'll get around to finishing the phone, bitch. That sounds like a really good read, though. So hopefully it does come out yeah, at yeah. some point. And not, not extremely long. I made it as a handbook. You know what I mean? So that, you know, somebody can sit through it. Even somebody who doesn't like to read uh, can sit, you know, sit down and get through it, you know, inside of a week pretty easy. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's move away from the adult industry and let's talk about music. How long has music been a part of your life? All my life. All my life. So um, uh, I've been playing instruments since I was a kid um, with a lot of influences. Uh, uh, My mom sang in honky-tonks before I was born. And um, my sister sang since she was a kid. Um, I was in, you know, church choir when I was a kid because I went to uh, a church school, you know, uh, very young in my life. And um, so I played drums and said tenor saxophone and clarinet and flute and trumpet and, you know, so, you know, and then started playing guitar when I was like 17. Um, you know, uh, had been a rocker all my life, uh, you know, 16. Uh, all I was listening to was Metallica and Ozzy and Iron Maiden and Venom and Slayer and Megadeth and Pink Floyd and on and on and on, you know, Peter Frampton, the whole nine, you know, Zeppelin, uh, you know, The Doors, Rolling Stones, all of them, you know, so, so I've been a rocker all my life and obviously I listen to hip hop, you know, um, you know, cause I was, I was in that age when it was boom, boom, boom. You know, how many watts can we put in our car with MTX-10s? <laughs> Some 250-watt phase linear three-ways, uh, three you know? Stuff like that, you know? Alpine decks, you know? And um, <clears throat> back in the Sky Pager days, right? And uh, so so obviously I had been around that. Um, and then... Um, uh, I wrangled horses professionally in Montana and I was there and I'd been producing rays for a few years and then I moved to Montana <clears throat> and um, I got done wrangling horses and I had met uh, some buddies uh, and they had a production company and were producing some clubs and they said, Hey dude, you should join us. You should, you should work with us. So my company started working with their company and I started producing some of the biggest clubs in Bozeman, Big Sky area. And, um, and, uh, uh, so in the, in the, in the process of that, the company that I was working with, um, the owners, they were out of San Jose, uh, Vatos Locos. And, um, 
and they were rappers. And so one of my friends owned a studio in Montana, in Bozeman, <clears throat> which is the, uh, um, which is probably the most capable studio in all of Montana. The only studio capable of mastering in THX. Uh, Ted Turner goes in there and does his voiceover work. Um, and so, um, one of my friends owned it. And so, um, I started putting rappers in there and co-producing some rappers. And, um, as I was hanging with them and working with them in the studio, um, I saw that I had a propensity for rapping. So the more I was around them, the longer my flows could get, you know, and this and that. And, um, so after I retired in 09, um, <clears throat> Uh, I decided I wanted to do a track and um, I, I have a bucket list and, and a very long bucket list and I'm very big at checking off things on my bucket list and since I had done that in Montana I had always wanted to produce you know do a song myself uh, you know because I had done some backups for them uh, you know some some dubbing for them uh, while I was there and in, in Montana for rappers that I was doing you know just some backup vocal, and um, and so uh, uh, one of my bucket list items was, was to do a track, and so after I retired in 09, a lot of my fans were like, no, no, you can't, you can't, you can't retire, and I was like, yeah, I'm retiring. <laughs> so, so the track was really meant to be, um, uh, was meant to be for myself to complete my bucket list and for my fans to give them something you know to show that i appreciate them you know being fans and stuff and um and um <clears throat> so i did this track my boy dj pineapple out of vegas um tossed me this beat he's a rapper was signed with the small label out of st louis um <clears throat> he's, he's a gangster motherfucker and uh you know out of hawaiian gardens and um and uh so he tossed me this beat, and uh, I wrote to it, and I laced it, uh, found a producer, laced it, and uh, and then before putting it out or anything like that, I was like, <laughs> let, me, let me just double check, you know, because the producer is like, oh, it's cool, it's cool, you know, but I'm like, no, 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 hold on a second, let me, let me put this to some of my cats that are in the music industry, and so I'm more like, dude, you got to start, you, you got a voice, you got a voice, man, you, you need to keep working that. And so, um, so I was like, okay, cool. And um, so the track that was my track, Hood Negro Hero, and um, and uh, it was for my cousin who was uh, army, and he was stationed in Korea. Well, he was stationed in Afghanistan when I started writing it. By the time I released it, he was he was over in Korea, and um, <clears throat> so I laced that track. And I uh, hadn't even released it. And uh, then my producer was like, dude, what do you think about this beat? And I was like, dude, I like that. And so uh, so I just started writing to it. And that was West Side. And then things just sort of kind of snowballed from there, you know. And then we were like, well, maybe we'll put together a demo. You know, um, uh, I have a lot of, I have a lot of, Friends in music, very influential friends in music. Um, you know, uh, Clyde Davis, Madonna. Um, you know, uh, uh, just a lot of people. A lot of people. You know, Steve Resnick, who, who uh, computates the top Billboard 100 and has for the last 20 years. 
is one that wrote the equation to computate the top Billboard 100. Uh, you know, just a, a lot of influential friends, and and um, and so I was, you know, I, I had worked with one of my friends, uh, the founder of Journey, um, who was partners with Tom Ross, the creative, the founder of Creative Artist, um, and uh, I had worked with uh, with that friend Jeff Cherick, um, uh in uh, managing, uh, helping helping him manage. Um, some some very well known artists. Uh, one of them being a five time ARIA Award winner, uh, which is for those who don't know, ARIA Awards are Australia's version of uh, of Grammys. And um, <clears throat> so so um, I, I I know about managing artists and what you need to do and what you need to have in order to put them in front of an A and R. Um, you know, and so, so I said, well, you know what, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do a demo. And, and, um, you know, with three songs and, and, uh, we'll put together, we'll put together a, a, a packet, you know, with, with biopics and bio and videos and, and the three tracks and, and we'll see what some A&R guys think. Cause I, I can get, I can get it in front of some A&R guys. And, um, so that's what we were doing, and then it just it just kept going. <laughs> it just kept going. So now we're like, you know, almost at an album. Uh, it's been a long time coming, you know, because I'm not in LA full time. So uh, you know, uh, in between school and semesters and this and that, you know, I go down to LA and I record and blah 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 blah. Um, and um, you know, but I've also been trying to find find my voice. And um, I started out sort of kind of like a real Tupac-ish type sound, um, and I'm slowly evolving it into uh, more mainstream. Uh, what you would hear, you know, the, more of Two Chains, Wiz Khalifa, uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar, um, you know, French Montana, uh, DJ Khalifa, um, you know. Uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, stuff that you would hear, hear more nowadays, you know, great T.I., you know, stuff like that, you know. And so I'm slowly moving it over like that. And um, that's been um, uh, my boy Creep Dog, LBC, um, uh, one of the original members of the Dog Pound, Sneak's little cousin. He's been, um, he's been helping me. Um, and we've been working together. In fact, we'll be in the studio next month together. Um, and, um, so he's been helping me, uh, really get there. And, uh, so we've been, we've been collabing and, uh, now we're getting ready. I got booked to do, uh, a couple shows at the Chinese theater on, uh, on Hollywood, um, you know, uh, in, in October, November, October and November. And uh, I brought Creep into it, and uh, so we're actually recording uh, this song. We're recording next month is uh, is a track specifically for those shows, and uh, so I've just been uh, just been going for it, you know, just having fun with it, having fun with it. And if I end up making money out of it, then good. I'm taking it serious, um, you know, studying lyrics of uh, of other artists and how they're written and how they write and and uh you know trying to be smart in my beat selection and stuff like that and, and just uh having fun with it you know 
do I think I'll be a huge rap star? Nope. Do I really want to? Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not really. <laughs> do I mind being uh, signed to a label and and um, <clears throat> and uh, doing some club touring and stuff like that with uh, with some of the cats? You know, like Spice One and you know and Creep and and uh, and acts like that. Sure. I have no problem with that. You know what I mean? It's a good way to make money. It's legit. You know, uh, you ain't got to ride dirty. Hi, it's Autumn you from know? Studio, so and it's fun. Your- you know, so, so uh, that's sort of kind of what I've been doing, man. And I enjoy it. You know? Very cool. Okay. So this next question, I'm looking forward to hearing your answer because there are quite a few adult industry performers that are trying to segue themselves into doing music who have been dropping mixtapes and singles and whatnot. I mean, you have people like Brian Pumper, Johnny Depth, uh, Slim Poke. Uh, we can go back in the day to Jake Steed. You know, we have uh, Heather Hunter has dropped music and this is that or the other. But focusing on those that are doing hip hop, you know, much like Wesley Pipes and whatnot. Um, you told us a little bit about your style and your flow. So what separates you from the rest in particular, since there are a lot of performers, especially male performers, black male performers in the industry that are trying to do something in the realm of, uh, rap and hip hop. You know, I think it's a, it's natural progression. Um, and you know, Johnny, uh, you know, all those guys that you named, I'm, I'm friends with, uh, minus Heather Hunter, uh, India, uh, India is, is yeah, India is did def- music too. Yeah. India does music. Yeah, she does. Uh, yes. And India has a huge show, um, um, dollhouse radio, uh, on the web and, um, you know, me and, and that's my girl for life right there. That's uh, that that that's my Jada Pinkett to uh, to me being a Pac, you know what I mean? That's my girl for life right there. I love her to death, and um, <clears throat> you know I think it's it, it's it's natural. There, you know, you're around music, you're around artists a lot of the time because the two industries sort of kind of merge together uh, a lot of the times. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, even even through porn, I've been around. You know, I've been around the. The, you know, been, I've been around E40, I've been around Too Short, I've been around these guys, you know what I'm saying? I mean, my my degree of separation from Dr. Dre is literally me picking up the phone and going, hey, nigga, I need to talk to this nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm going to be on the phone with Dr. Dre, probably. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, the, the, the degree of separation is really, really minute. And so it's sort of kind of natural, you know, everybody likes music, uh, you know, and, and per capita or percentage wise, as far as how many people are doing music versus how many guys are in the industry, it's a very small percentage when you really stop to think about it, you know what I mean? Kurt Lockwood's in a band, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mark Davis, uh, plays bass, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, just 
even even Juan Cuba director. Uh, he's in a he's in a uh, in a cover band, you know, Ramon's cover band, and they're very good. Um, you know, so so you know, you got niggas that come out the hood, like like you know, like like Wesley Pipes and and uh, Nathan Threat. Or not Nathan Threat, um, uh, who was it? They used to go out with uh, Savannah. Um, uh, I forget. He used to go out with Savannah Stern. I'm forgetting his name right now. Sorry, bro. Uh, but he raps as well, you know. And Johnny Depp comes from the East Coast, and, and he was around a lot of music out there. And and, uh, and so he does his thing, goes in the lab and puts it down, you know. Um, so I think it's I think it's sort of kind of natural, you know. Brian Pumper sort of kind of fucked himself off when he told everybody that he got signed to G Unit, you know, and uh, Fifty Clown to Sav, you know. Um, so you know, uh, if Brian wasn't rapping about porn twenty four seven, then he probably he probably would have went somewhere because he got a little bit of flow, you know. what I'm saying he has some he has some capability, you know, and, and that's not to say that he won't go anywhere. Um, Pinky's probably the biggest one that's blown up so far, you know what I'm saying. And uh, I've sort of kind of lost track of Pinky. Um, but, you know, she's always got her peoples behind her, straight out of Oakland. You know what I'm saying? That girl's, that girl's the real deal right there. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and so, you know, nothing but love for Pinky, you know? And, and Ray Black, you know, he's got his hands in some music and is uh, not only doing some rap, but, but, uh, but managing some rappers, you know? But his family comes from music. Um, so, you know, I think it's just, um, what's in people's background, you know what I mean? Um, me, uh, you know, I mean, my drum teacher at 10 years old was, uh, used to write songs for Kiss. He was a professional drummer. His, uh, his, his, um, sister, uh, one of his sisters, uh, was on Broadway. His wife, uh, Anna Lina King, um, you know, uh, plays alto saxophone and has played with, with the greatest jazz artists in the world. You know what I mean? So, so it was sort of kind of, it was sort of, I was, I was sort of kind of predestined for something in music. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that I'm going to make it. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm going to make it by any means. You know, the, st- the, the, the statistics are definitely against my black ass. You know what I mean? Uh, but, um, but, you know, I mean, uh, I just, I've been around it so much and I know so many people that I understand that you can make money at it, you know what I mean? And so if it's something that you enjoy, you know, try to make money at something that you enjoy and not something that you have to do, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, you know, a lot of my friends are platinum artist rock stars, you know what I mean? Getting drunk with the Steven Adlers and the Dizzy Reeds of Guns N' Roses and the Scotty Griffins of L.A. Guns and, you know, and people from, you know, White Lion and, 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 and Genesis and Peter Gabriel and Corn and Avi and on and on and on and on and on. The list goes on and on and on. You know, these are all friends, very close personal friends of mine that, that you know, that I see making money, doing nothing but playing music and touring the world. You know what I mean? So, so you know, I'm, I'm very attuned the fact that 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 you can make money um, playing music or, or or making music, but you have to be you have to be serious. You have to have some some skill, you know, and not even be the best. 
You know what I mean? There's a lot of artists out there that, that are not the best. Um, you know, this is Hollywood. Uh, it's about what you, it's about who you know more so than what you know. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, that's what, that's what it really comes down to. So, uh, you know, I'm just doing my thing, trying not to get, uh, uh, dirty and sell my soul to do it, uh, which I won't do. Um, you know, and, um, and if I can make it work on, on my, on my terms, then it'll work. And if it doesn't work on my terms, then I'm okay with that too. And, you know, that's why I go to school, man. So I have an education to fall back on. Now let's talk about your artist name, because a lot of the artists that we mentioned, they sort of stuck with their porn name as their artist name. Johnny Depp yeah. is known as Johnny Depp. Pinky, Pinky, Brian Pumper. You know, he sometimes goes by Brian Pumper or B Pumper. You yeah. chose a completely different name. So tell us the genesis of your artist name and why you didn't go with Justin Long. Well, but you know, I mean, I, I never stay with Justin Long, you know. Um, it was really, uh, it was really, um, <clears throat> you know, my my artist name is Negro Donis, and who knows if I'll even stick with that. Probably, you know, I switched shit up very, very erratically. <laughs> I mean, uh, you look for me on Twitter as Justin Long, you're going to be looking for quite a fucking while. <laughs> and you're not going to find me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because I go under Bebop 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Where the fuck did that come from? Because I bebop around, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, uh, but um, John John tatted me with Negro Domus back in '07, and um, he gave me that handle because as John John came into the industry, um, uh, you know, we were really really close, and we spent a lot of time together, and you know, he was newer than I was in the industry. And, um, so he would always ask me questions and this and that, and we'd always be talking and I just tell him, you know, I, I just tell him, you know, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Like this, you know, this shit's going on. You got to understand this is working this way. Dude, watch, I bet you. And if I can, the shit would just keep happening and keep happening and keep happening. And finally one day, you know, he finally just had enough. And he said, nigga. I'm going to start calling you Negro Domus because every time you say some shit's going to happen, I'll be goddamn if that shit don't fucking happen, right? And so he tagged me with Negro Domus. So when I had to come up with a rapper name, uh, you know, uh, I just said, Negro Domus, fuck it. <laughs> you know, because I never really, you know, I was doing one track, you know? And I never really thought that it was going to, you know, go anywhere. And, uh, but then, you know, as it did, I just sort of kind of stuck with it. And, um, you know, it'll probably end up getting shortened down to Negro D. <laughs> uh, but that's how, that's how it came about. John John's black ass fucking tagged me with that handle. Well, there you go. So for those out there that might be curious to hear your music, if they haven't had the chance to, where can they find your music on the web? Well, you can find, you can only find three of my tracks on the web right now, and they're all, they're all my first three tracks. So it's uh, Master, Hood Negro Hero, and West Side. 
And um, <clears throat> West Side is definitely the one that's blown up the most out of them. Uh, and um, that's become sort of kind of a, a hood anthem in L.A. Uh, for a lot of my niggas in the hood, like real hood niggas, like, you know, South Central Bloods and Crips out of Watts and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And, um, uh, but, you know, this is, uh, you know, my boy Creep told me something. He said, you know, your first 20 albums, and when, when we say albums, we mean songs. So your first 20 albums are really going to be you finding yourself. You ain't, you ain't going to make shit in your first 20 albums. They're all going to be shit, you know, unless you're really, really lucky. And so I'm still there. You know what I mean? I'm still sort of kind of there, you know, and um, as I still find my voice and stuff. So, you know, uh, but they can find them at um, ReverbNation.com backslash Negro Domus. And uh, I'm I'm pretty much the only Negro Domus on there, I think. You know, but it's rap out of L.A. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I got sort of kind of a hard on in the beginning because, um, you know, I can see my ranking nationwide, worldwide. And uh, I had hit, um, hit 14th in rap in Los Angeles uh, very early um, but you know it's all sort of kind of bullshit because a lot of that's you know what what social media are you pushing you know what I mean because you get you get you get ranked in part by how many people are hitting your page how many people are hitting your Twitter page that you have attached how many people are hitting your Facebook page that are attached so I don't I don't I don't sell myself that uh, those bullshit lies no more you know what I mean I'm just doing me and I'm changing up, uh, ch in the process of changing up my flow a little bit, my delivery, um, really what I write about, trying not to be as deep, you know, because a lot of my songs, you know, um, were about, you know, uh, real life shit, you know, the Negro Hero, West Side, Master, uh, I got a track, a remake of Rumors that's going to be coming out, um, you know, I got, um, song track name uh where is he at with uh miss b featuring miss b uh chris strokes baby mama uh she's an awesome singer um you know so so i got i got a bunch of tracks that are sitting in the hole that i haven't released um you know and um i'll release them on the first album but i'm trying to get some bangers and um uh you know as i change up my change up my sound change up my flow so I'm trying to get some bangers right now to uh, put on the album, finish out, round out the album. And uh, and then I'll be releasing the album on iTunes. And um, and we'll go from there, you know what I'm saying? It's just going to get better. It's just going to get better. Sound's going to get better. Beats are going to get better. Um, you know, I'm sort of kind of I'm sort of kind of on, uh, on track now, more so, you know? definitely sounds exciting so as we start getting close to the end of the interview i want to switch the focus back to you as if we haven't been talking about you this whole damn time during all these three parts i know huh exactly Jeez. a whole lot of justin long <laughs> made me feel like i'm conceited <laughs> i'm gonna tell you just like i tell everybody else i'm a normal ass nigga there ain't nothing special about me <laughs> everything that i've done in my life which is a lie, but everything that I've done in my life, any person on the planet can do. You just gotta, you just gotta be willing to step outside that comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? 
And you got to be packing a horse. That too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? My brain. Because I know a lot of shit. Because I know a lot of shit, man. I educate myself. You know what I'm saying? I think logically. Um, you know, I can fly off the handle sometimes and rant and rave. Uh, especially, you know, anybody that follows me on, on social media, they see it, you know. But um, but I just think very logically, you know. I think women are attracted to, uh, to brains, you know what I'm saying? Sure, they like a little, you know, six-pack and, you know, some some biceps and shoulders and, and shit. But um, I think it's my sexy head and my, my sexy bald head and my brain. There you go. And my eyebrows. They always love my eyebrows. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. You know, they love my eyebrows. There you go. And so the flip side to that question, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least and why? Uh, my ass, because I get ingrown hairs and at least pockmarks. Damn it. But when I get the Caribbean, I'm getting that shit fixed. A little cosmetic surgery. Not cosmetic surgery, but more go. like, more like, uh, what is it? Laser, laser, uh, uh, like scar removal, pock removal, shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I start shooting my own shit in the Caribbean, then I'll be, I'll be flaunting my ass. Look at my ass, nigga. Look at my ass. <laughs> Good grief. Which I'm sure a lot of my fans will actually like. Please. Oh, wow. <laughs> calm down calm down now <laughs> just as long is too much in your opinion what part of the female body is the sexiest and why brain hair face calves booty titties in that, in order. that order yep, <laughs> yep. Yep. In that order. <clears throat> you know, like I told you, some of my favorite scenes have been have been with uh, BBW stars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just love them to death. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, some of the girls, I just love them to death. Daphne Daniels, uh, uh, Donna Red, Kelly Shabari, you know, uh, you know, just that girl, some of them, I, I love them to death, you know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, the, the brain, you know, their attitude, the way that they hold themselves, um, that, that's what turns me on to a girl first and foremost, you know, then, then I start really, you know, going into the, to the physical features, you know, because I can have a badass bitch in front of me, you know? Uh, and, and if she's got attitude, uh, you know, I'm like, and take your ass the fuck out of here. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in love with your mind. Your body sucks. (laughs) You know? So I, you know, I don't play that game, man. I don't play that game. You know? Uh, the biggest turnoff to me is a bitch who knows she's bad and fucking and acts like it. I don't like that. Mm-mm. You gotta have some. You gotta have some. 
what's the word I'm looking for? You gotta have some uh, humility. Yeah, not even humility, but it's close to what I'm looking for. You gotta have some uh, uh, just just not be all high on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like that, man. I don't like that at all in a girl. Mm-hmm. I like a girl who who's bad as hell. And she says something just like I did. I'm just like every other girl. I'm just normal. You know what I mean? That's a turn on. That's a turn on. A girl that's really got it cracking. But, you know, it, it's not even that she has no self-esteem. It's just that she's not all high on herself and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's not, she's not exuding like, you're not good enough for me. You know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, wow, girl, you got, you know, you might be bad as hell, but your attitude sucks, and that makes you ugly as fuck. <laughs> I'm serious. That shit makes me heated, man. I mean, that shit makes me heated. Girls that are hot that think that fucking, that the world owes them everything just because they're pretty. It's like, bitch, you know what? Here's this algebra here's this algebra equation. Can you do this? Uh no. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. Get an education. Maybe it'll help you out. <laughs> yeah. Describe yourself in ten words or less. Big mouth. Yeah, I talk a lot, man. I talk a lot. <clears throat> Other than that, uh, I try to be really compassionate. Uh, I'm a little bit thug. You know what I mean? But not like banging in the streets thug. I'm draped. I'm draped with white. You know what I mean? Uh, claiming is in my past. Long, long, long in my past. Um, let's say... It's a courteous for the most part. Um, adventurous. Likes to laugh. Critical. I hold people to standards that I hold myself to. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Which are pretty high standards as far as morality and compassion. Uh, you know, shit like that goes. And, uh, can't make the grade, not normally kick him to the curb, cut him loose. You do talk too much, because that was way more than ten words. I told you. <laughs> told you. <laughs> I told you I was raised by women, right? There you go. <laughs> Look at all the girls like, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? It don't mean nothing, baby girl. Just calm down, boo-boo. Daddy gonna be okay. Hey, okay. You can make it okay, boo boo. <laughs> okay, so now I want to get to know some of your favorites. These are five pop culture related questions. And uh, we're going to start off by talking about TV shows. What are five of your most favorite television shows? This can be a list of your all time favorites, or it could be a list of your current favorites, but it's just five of your most favorite TV shows. Well, it's going to have to be all time because I haven't had a TV in like five years and I don't plan on getting one anytime soon. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, um, let me see. CNN, 
C-SPAN, Discovery Channel, History Channel, and Marlon Perkins' Wild Kingdom, goddammit. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Oh, okay. Uh, in order. Um, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Metallica, Uh, I'm going to say Madonna 50 Cent. You gave me five, but I only asked. You gave me now six, and I only asked for four. I know. Hey, that's hard when you come to music. I agree. (laughs) That's much harder than the TV shows. (laughs) What are three of your most favorite films? Hmm. Alright, let's see. Alright, this is a hard one, and I can never narrow these down. I'm gonna say. Ooh. I'm gonna say, uh. <laughs> that's a rough one. I'm gonna say, um. Okay, uh. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> You can't hold me to these. Gladiator, in order. Gladiator, Kingdom of Heaven, and Fast Year's Tokyo Drift. Okay. Yeah. What are two foods you can't live without? Oh, shit. Ooh. Sushi and In-N-Out. Okay. <laughs> I'm not judging. Uh, uh, can't can't really complain about that one. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Uh, in and out. Okay. <laughs> uh, weed, nigga. Come on, I'm a, I'm a brother. Weed. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I can live without weed easy. Um. Oh. Wow. Guilty guilty pleasure. Uh, wow. Amateur porn. Okay. I could take there it. There you go. Amateur porn. And when I say amateur porn, I don't mean fucking it's a porn that they just call an amateur. I mean actual amateur porn. <laughs> Look, if they're saying that it's a dude and his girlfriend fucking, but the camera keeps moving around the bed, it ain't a dude and his girlfriend fucking. <laughs> just, just, just FYI, okay? <laughs> I agree with that. So, as we start wrapping things up, I've got to ask, what's next for Justin Long? Uh, what can the listeners expect from you in the near future? This can be as far as, like, your music work. This can be uh, adult work. Like, what can they expect from you? And, and what are your future plans in the business? I know that you sort of teased us by saying something like, you know, doing some stuff in the Caribbean. So, uh, let your fans know what they should expect from you. Um, you know, I'm going to continue with my music. Uh, I'm 
working on my degree right now in uh, oceanography. So I'm getting ready to transfer. Um, so I'm either going to be back in LA or in Hawaii, uh, probably in Hawaii, um, at University of Hawaii at Manoa. And, um, so school is first and foremost, um, and I will continue with my music. Um, you can get tickets, uh, for the shows in October, November, uh, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, you can put the link, uh, up there since you're friends with me on Facebook. Um, and, um, so those are my two biggest things, um, right now besides getting my, um, my, my scuba instructor cert since I'm already a certified commercial diver. Um, and then, um, Eventually, I'm going to sell away. I'll be in uh, in Mexico, Central America, South America, and the Caribbean. Um, and at that point, I probably will be shooting for my own site and um, completely remove it from the U.S. Uh, servers and webmaster in Amsterdam um, and uh, do my thing down there. Uh, I would expect to see, um, I would expect to see without giving anything away, I would expect to see from this website, um, material for straight males, gay and bi males, transsexuals, lesbians, women. And when I say expect to see material for them, uh, I mean exactly that. So I will be shooting material that directly appeals to each one of those demographics. And that's without giving anything away. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Sounds yeah. like something unique, uh, maybe revolutionary and something certainly that the listeners should uh, be on the lookout for. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a minute uh, before it happens, but um, but um, if I manage to make it that far, then uh, then um, it will be happening, and um, uh, uh, it, it will be unique. There, there's there's no site that has there's there's no there's no site like individual site. Like, uh, you know, porn star, specific porn star, like, you know, you know, like male or female talent that's ever done anything, even closely, remotely close to this. And for that matter, there's no site in the world that does anything even remotely close to what, what, what I'll be doing. Well, listeners, you certainly heard that here first. That sounds really exciting. So, uh... How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web? Hook them up with all your social networking sites. Oh, good Lord. I don't even know them. <laughs> all my passwords are saved. <laughs> I just I just go on, you know what I mean? So, uh, um, I know, uh, what is it? HTTP colon uh, front slash front slash M dot facebook.com backslash the you know go on poppychulo.blog and or poppychuloblog.com and 
and and and he'll list them for you. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, at I'm least on, tell him your Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, bebop one two three four five six, or um, or what? I don't even know what my other one is for Negro Domus. I think it's um, I think it's one Negro Domus at one Negro Domus, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then my Facebook is uh, is um, uh, I think Anthony Foster, but I don't know what the URL is to tell you the truth. That's why I said you know you can go ahead and put the links on that form. So make them make them go to your damn site. Go to PapaChuloBlog.com and he'll list my links to my shit. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I mean, but basically you can catch me on. Twitter, Facebook, and uh, and Reverb Nation. Um, you can follow me on Pandora, but I don't even know how in the hell you do that shit, to tell you the truth. I just know that every once in a while I get some shit, and it says, so I was following you on Pandora. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I just listen to music on Pandora. I ain't trying to message people on Pandora, you know? But if you hit me up on, um, you know, Twitter, um, uh, Twitter, I talk to my fans fairly often. Uh, I haven't been on Twitter as much as I need to be, and I've been trying to change that. I'm on Facebook a lot, but, um, you know, I would just say three things. Three things. Three things. Don't send me no damn fa- don't Don't send me no damn game request, because I hate that shit. Don't poke me if you're a dude, because I ain't your bitch. <laughs> All right? And don't expect to be messaging me every day because you ain't going to get answered and you're just going to get pissed off because I got entirely too many people that are like personal, personal friends that I'm going with and business that I'm going with and then fans all over the world. So there's no way I can sit on messenger all day. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, you got to understand that, that, uh, you know, I, I try to, um, try to definitely reach out and talk to my fans, but I normally like to talk to them when I post stuff and if they want to reply on me posting stuff, um, you know, uh, with relevant replies, uh, then, uh, then, you know, obviously I converse with them there. I'm not snobbish like that by any means, you know what I mean? But if you think you're going to just keep blowing up my messenger, uh, you're going to get told, dude, I don't have time to play this bullshit with you. You know what I mean? Uh, so I got, I got real shit I got to do. I ain't got time to sit on messenger with one fan all damn day. You know what I mean? So you might get a high or a thumbs up in messenger, but, uh, if you want to say hi to me, you can, uh, you can say hi to me on any of the numerous posts that I post all day long because I'm very much active in current affairs. Fair enough. Fair enough, man. Well, this does bring us to the end of our three-part interview. And my final question for you is, is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters? Of course. I love you all. <laughs> no, I really I really appreciate the uh, love and support. And, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate the love and support. You know, it's... Uh, it, it's a it's a pretty neat thing and it's and it's pretty overwhelming a lot of the time and uh i just i just really appreciate it just you know know that uh uh you know yeah know that 
That's from the bottom of my little lonely heart. Aww. <laughs> uh, that was that wasn't very gangster, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It may not have been gangsta, but it was 100% Justin Long, and that's what we appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gee, golly, gee whiz. <laughs> there you go well man i certainly want to thank you so much for the interview i mean you've always been massively supportive since the beginning and i really appreciate that about you and for those out there that don't know justin long was the official announcer of poppy chulo radio uh, for at least our first about year and a half ish or year and a half yeah about year and a half ish you were the the announcer for the station and we still use some of your announcements here and there and uh, you know we've been playing your music and uh, you've always been extremely supportive from Papi Chulo's blog to Papi Chulo Radio so I certainly want to thank you for that. Ah, uh, why well, thank you for giving me the opportunity and thank you for taking the time and and uh, and the uh, you know and and the 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 want to uh, interview me. I appreciate that and uh, the friendship. And, you know, I had fun doing all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that uh, I got too damn busy to be able to uh, really continue doing it. Uh, but uh, but I'm glad the, the radio show and the blog is going well. And, uh, you know, you worked your butt off to, to get it there. And, and kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And once again, man, I want to thank you so much for the interview. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Sunday on a brand new night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcast if you have any questions suggestions comments or concerns you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com follow us on twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppychuloradio and like us on facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppychuloradio with that justin long and i would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night good night listeners good night